Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the episode. Today I have one of my good friends, Joel. I met Joel here at Ravencrest, which is a Bible school that we go to here in Estes Park. Um, so I've known Joel since September, so six months, seven months, somewhere around there. Um, Joel's from Iowa, so Corn State. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. That's like all that's in his backyard, I'm sure. It's just corn. Yeah. Cows. Walk outside and it's cornfields yeah cornfields yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm excited for you guys to hear from joel um i'm gonna give more of an intro in a second but joel is just very very wise and on fire for the lord and i've had very deep and raw conversations with joel very hard conversations sometimes but he's also just a fun dude to be around and just has a lot of joy um so yeah welcome to the podcast joel thank you so much for inviting me kayla you're welcome it's been awesome getting to know you this past year and the fact that i get to be on my first podcast ever is yeah it's an honor um i always ask people before we jump into the episode what is something and this might be hard um because it might be a very broad subject but maybe you'll go into the episode that we're talking about today um but what is something that god has been teaching you lately well um The past like month and a half has been extremely difficult for me. Um, Getting my, I'm I'm finding out that my desires are becoming something more of a priority than Christ is in my life. Mm. And God's been just working in me in this area where he's been showing me graciously that that it isn't something that what am I trying to say here God has been showing me that my desires that I have like they're good desires but I've put I've put them way too high on the priority list as opposed to knowing him as opposed to being satisfied in Christ Hmm. and so it's been really difficult trying to balance like my thought patterns and uh, what I what I'm trying to get out of Bible school You know, I'm trying to learn about Christ and see how he wants to change me. And like, it's, it's been a very difficult process, but there's been a lot of fruit because I've been learning a lot about trusting him when I have no idea what's going on. Hmm. And so. That's really good. Dang. I feel that one. Letting Christ satisfy you completely is a, a big one, which I'm actually going to be doing an episode on it soon. But oh, wow. yeah, I know it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I have a few questions I want to ask you about like school directly, but I don't know. I'm thinking of doing that at the end of the episode. What do you think? Sure. Okay, cool. That way, like I can send it to friends and they can be like, wow, that's Bible school. <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. 
Um, okay, cool. So that means we're just going to jump into the topic today. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Also, here's the other thing, guys. So usually I send my questions to my guests so that they know exactly what we're talking about. They can prepare, you know, all of those things because I know I would want that. But Joel told me, he was like, don't send me the questions. And I freaked out because, like, I'm like, I want to know your reaction. Like, what are you going to say? Like, tell me. He's like, no, just send it or just, like, tell me in the moment. So he has no idea what we're going to talk about until now. (laughs) Um, It's kind of scaring me. He seems fine. But I don't know. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So our topic today is, you ready? Okay, it's leaning on Christ during despair. Mm. Okay, do you like this topic? Yes. Okay. (laughs) If you didn't, we would have a problem. So, okay. End the podcast right now. (laughs) End of the podcast, just four minutes. (laughs) I think it's good to know who Jesus is, especially when you're going through hard times. So I want to ask you, who is Jesus to you? Well... I've been saved since I was 11 years old. So, but during that time from like 11 to about 19 years old, I didn't really understand what my, what my faith was. Mm. I wasn't being really discipled by anyone besides one of my best friends. And it was, it was difficult trying to grow because I was, I, I grew up in a home that taught morals. And with that being said, like my relationship wasn't really getting that deep with Christ. Mm. And so it wasn't until I came here last year to Ravencrest as a first year student to when I when I when the Bibles finally started to actually make sense to me. And um, it was during that time uh, I developed feelings for someone and inevitably later in the year I get, I get rejected and I, and I feel like I'm in like the worst place of my life, which I kind of was, I was, I was already super depressed and stuff. We had a COVID outbreak. We had a quarantine. It was just, everything was stacking up on, on top of each other. And I felt like there was no one to run to except for Christ. And I remember like being in my car, just like yelling at God and like, I've never cried so hard. I've never like felt such raw emotions towards God. And it was like, the, it was like the first time in my life where God felt so real because I felt such an anger towards him. And I know that that can be kind of hard to hear, but that's when such a beautiful change in my life started. Mm-hmm. When I expressed my, my need for him, when he was the last person I could go to, mm-hmm. when he should have been the first, he, uh, the, the very next day, God was teaching me something. He was, he reminded me of a prayer that I prayed at the beginning of the school year last year, where I asked him, Lord, help me die to myself so that I could be more like Christ. And he reminded me of that prayer the very next day. I didn't want to get out of bed that day, but I decided it's better for me to try to learn from this experience than than to wither away in my pain. Hmm. And so, yeah, I, it was still a, obviously a very extremely hard time for me but god revealed that he has that he was working in me this whole time and it wasn't until april of last year where i learned that my life like 
as a Christian is impossible to live. And that's why we have Christ. That's why we have the Holy Spirit in us. Make it like sanctifying us to be more like Christ. And so who Jesus is to me, um, I feel like a very new Christian because my faith became very real this last year. But I would say Christ is someone that I don't even deserve to even know his name. I the the best way I can I can put the way I feel about being in the royal family of God is that it's like imagine being like a beggar or a prisoner in like a medieval country during medieval times and this great king and his son are ruling the land and before you'd be put to death his son the prince wants to serve that sentence for you and once he does that i also as the beggar is being taken up by the king as his own obviously jesus came back to life so it's not really a great example the pr- let's just pretend the prince comes back to life after he takes your after he takes your death sentence mm-hmm. But it's that beautiful picture of like, I I am not deserving this at all of this. I'm not deserving of this. And it's, it's, it's hard for me to imagine being in this royal family, this kingdom of God, because, you know, life on earth is all I've ever known. And so it's hard to wrap my mind around being an actual child of God. So I can't really put words on who Jesus Christ is to me, but like literally he's my life now. He wasn't really before, but I think he is now for sure. And I'm not perfect. I'm constantly like being reminded that the more I get to know him, the more I know I need him. Hmm. And the more like desperate I feel for him. So, yeah, if that kind of answers that question. No, that does. I really like that's one of the things that has most stood out to me in you is just like your humility in wanting to know who Christ is, Um, because I've met a lot of people who just come to know the Lord and then they're like, yeah, we just deserve everything he gives us and like, you know, all this stuff. And yet you're in this place of like. I know I don't deserve this and yet Christ has given it to me and I'm like desperate to have more of who he is. And that like right there is the longing that our hearts need to be living in, you know, in in that place. Um, And so, yeah, I I think that was just a beautiful encouragement of like, or beautiful idea from your eyes and your perspective of who Jesus is. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, Uh, A lot of people tell us, and even like in the word, it tells us to like have faith as a mustard seed and like even to trust God, um, even in the trials, um, because we can't always see, you know, what he's doing and how he's moving. So I don't even know if you have this desire, but if you do, what makes you want to have faith during trials? Lately, I've been kind of thinking about this a lot. 
being able to see Christ in a in moments of of hardships because um, as a kid I I saw masculinity as like a like the big tough guy who can handle every situation with no emotions and stuff. Mm. But as I, I've been growing closer towards the Lord, it's like when I run into these hard situations that stir up my emotions so much, I notice myself like feeling very helpless. And my my view of masculinity or manliness has been completely changed from me being able to do it on my own with no help, you know, no emotions easily to God, I just need you. Hmm. I feel like in the, in this period that I'm in right now, I feel very confused and very helpless in my situation. And my, my prayers have, have went from very long, like paragraphs of, I don't know, poetry or whatever and they've went all the way i've i've shaved them down all the way to just god i freaking need your help right now like i'm i feel so lost i have no idea what you're doing i have no idea what's going on around me i just i need your help and so having faith in in these trials to me is just knowing that christ that that god is there he's present with you he's not he's not finished with me even though I feel like the world is literally about to fall apart on me. I feel like I'm about to explode all the time. But it's just like, no, God is literally with me. You know, the Holy Spirit is in me, constantly mm-hmm. sanctifying me. And when I'm going through these trials, I'm constantly looking for the growth that he's doing in me because that's why we go through these things. He's constantly building us. It's like um, putting special like silver, gold, and fire to purify it. You know, he needs to take away the impurities so that you can be fine. So you'd be pure. Hmm. And it's extremely, extremely painful, but there's a reason that we're supposed to consider it all joy when we meet the various trials. It's God being a good father, disciplining us. Hmm. Yeah. I guess to go along with like having joy in all trials, um, how do you personally find joy in the Lord, like during those trials or even right now. I, it's kind of the same answer, but the fact that I know that God is with me in in very hard times and situations, it gives me something to hold on to. Like I'm holding on to God's hand while I'm walking through a very dark place that seems very scary. And I'm, I just don't know the terrain at all. And what gives me a lot of joy is knowing that, you know, the sufferings of this present time are not to be compared to the future glory that will be revealed to us in God's presence. To know that this life is very, very temporary. So that makes all the pains that, all the suffering that we have to experience as Christians, it's very temporary. And it's not even worth comparing 
to what we will experience in Christ in his presence. And so remembering our future as believers is, is very helpful when I'm going through a hard time. Yeah, that's been kind of something I've been convicted about lately. Like for me, it's very easy to turn to like music, movies, even Instagram to like numb whatever I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And like, even with feeling tired, like that's not necessarily a trial, like, you know, like even then, like I can turn to those things. And I mean, like, it's not awful things, but they do start clouding your view and start taking away that focus of like eternity and who Christ is. And for me personally, like I've been really challenged lately of wanting to, you know, whatever I listen to or partake in or, you know, whatever it is, like I want that thing to direct my focus to the Lord. And if that thing is not directing my focus to the Lord, then why am I even dwelling or listening or whatever? Um, in that thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's really cool that you brought that up. Um, when you're feeling down though, how do you seek the Lord? It looks different, um, depending on the situation and how serious it is. But <clears throat> lately it's just mostly been prayer and uh, trying to read the scriptures, probably like Psalms or something. But <clears throat> if I'm being honest, even though I feel like I know the Bible like 10 times better than I did like a year ago, I still don't know how to like read it. Like I know it's, um, I know it's supposed to be our bread, our daily bread from God because his word is life and we're supposed to we're supposed to chew on it daily and, and study it. But I'm still confused as to like, where do I read, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And it's something that's been challenging me a lot because I want to be disciplined in scripture reading. But this season of hardships that I've been in has been very good because I, I don't think I've ever prayed this much before. I don't think I've ever tried to be so focused on Christ. It's like when I'm going through like easy times, it's easy to look away from God and just coast. But when I'm, when I'm struggling and I feel like no one can help me, not even myself, it forces me to turn to God and reminds me that he's the only one that can sustain me. And yeah, I'm still fairly new to um, seeking God in times of trouble, but it's been it's been very good. Hmm. A lot of needed growth and humility. Yeah. Do you feel like you're like finding joy in the Lord now? I would say in a weird way. I don't feel like I'll, I don't feel like I need to jump up and down. Yeah. But I just have a lot of joy in knowing that he's he's shaping me right now. Hmm. And I don't know what he's preparing me for, but he's he's preparing me for something. And I don't yeah, like I don't know what it is, but I I trust that he is shaping me in a way that I could 
be of more use to him in the future. And he knows what I need to go through. And so that's what I would, that's how I would answer that, I guess. Yeah. Just joy in knowing that he's in control. Hmm. Yeah, I, I have another question, like in regards to joy, but also being real and being authentic. Like, I feel like it's hard because like, I, I've noticed you and I are very different people um, because like you, you do a really good job of like sitting in truly how you're feeling and being aware of how you're feeling. And like, for me, I just like put a bandaid over how I'm feeling and then just have joy. I'm like, okay, everything's fine, you know? And so I honestly feel like there could be a balance though in between both how you are and how I am yeah. of sitting in that place and feeling the feels but also not staying in that place and having joy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like, I wanted to ask you, like, do you, I guess it's a two part question. One, do you ever feel like a burden to people and, you know, not wanting to show truly how you're feeling? And two, what is that balance of being real and sitting in that place, but also having joy? Yeah, this, so being, at a place like Ravencrest or like any Christian school setting or circle, it's very easy for, for Christians to, to put on kind of like a, a facade of I'm joyful all the time because if I'm not, then I'm doing something wrong. And I think joy is so much different than what most Christians perceive it to be. Because mm. happiness is like this emotion that you feel, but joy is almost, it's like this hope that stirs up this strange like emotion within you. That, yeah, like, even though I'm going through such a hard time and I've been through many hard times, but when I've sought out Christ, He's been showing me the fruit from what he's been putting me through. And to know that it, it gives me so much confidence in who God is. And it just, it just shows me, it tells me that I need to be so much more dependent on him. And with being with the whole facade thing, I think it's completely okay to be raw with people in the right contexts. Um, like for myself, I, something I've needed to learn is that just because I may not be doing okay, doesn't mean I can't be with people. Mm. For me, I'm, a, I'm an isolator. And so if I start feeling things, I, I get away from people and I just want to think it through because that's what I do. I just, I, I like to think a lot, but <clears throat> I've learned that people like friends will not just shun you away a good friend won't shun you away if you're feeling raw emotions and you're not doing great because um, any actual Christian will know that the cost of following Christ is absolutely everything. And that's not a very joyful exchange. It's extremely painful, but you can lose everything, but you will still have everything in Christ. And so 
yeah, being broken but joyful is is a strange concept that I've been thinking about a lot hmm. because these past two years have, have been the hardest years of my life. But I have joy in knowing that God is growing me. And I don't know what he's, I don't know his plan for me. But when I look back at myself three years ago, that was a completely different Joel. It's a completely different human, a person that never showed emotions, a person that just wanted to crack jokes with his friends and do whatever. Like he didn't really care. He just wanted to make money and live a simple life. But ever since that time, it's just God's been reevaluating my life. He's been helping me reevaluate my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a completely like literal new creation. Mm-hmm. And I have joy in saying that because it wasn't me that did it. It was him that brought me to Ravencrest. It was him that shaped me. It was him that put me through the hard times so that I could know him more. So, yeah, being, wanting to hide your pain, I understand that as well, because a lot of people that either hide their pain or they're actually very happy, they just, it seems like you're doing something wrong because they're, they seem to be doing it all right because life is just so nice for them. But we have to all remember that we all have our own journeys. God knows our hearts better than we ever will. And he knows what it will take to grow us. And so I would say um, people that haven't experienced suffering as a Christian, they will at some point for sure. Hmm. It's expected. And we're told to consider it all joy to go through those trials and sufferings. Um, You talked about like being broken and having joy. And I think that's such a a beautiful thing to like um, answer with for this question. Um, Because I've noticed at least in the church here in the West, people have this like yeah, you, you totally touched on it. People have this idea where you have to have it all together and you can't be down because you do have to have this like happy, positive perspective on life. And it's like, no, that's not what God calls us to do. And we are broken people. And so why are we, this church here in the West, trying to put a bandaid on how we feel and being like, okay, well, you know, I'm feeling this way, but it's okay. Like life is good. It's like, okay, but we're broken people. So why don't we just recognize that, but also realize that there is joy because the Holy Spirit lives in us, you know, and living in that mm-hmm. place of joy. So like, do you want to expand more if you have anything else to expand more on like brokenness and joy and how they like work together? Yeah, I think <clears throat> the moment the day I realized that I couldn't do Christian life on my own was the moment that I felt like a big weight was lifted off my chest. Mm. When I realized that I am far too broken and selfish and sinful to, to do the religion right, I looked to God to shape my relationship with him 
And as I, as I chase after God's heart, he begins to give me desires that he desires for me. Hmm. And during that, I think there's, there's a very big line drawn when it comes to American Christianity. There's the line that on one side of the line are like the typical Western Christians that are, they go to church, act super happy and stuff and have it all together. And then, you know, they go home, do whatever for the rest of the week and rinse and repeat. And they think their life is amazing. Like their relationship with God is amazing because everything's going very easy. But on the other line in that sand is the Christians that are truly trying to grow in Christ and they, and they realize the cost of it and they realize how hard it is and they're not afraid to be broken in front of other Christians because brokenness, it's not our identity. We're in Christ, but we're still on our broken bodies. We still have like this sin nature in us that, that creeps up a lot and to have the humility to be able to say i can't do this on my own is exactly what christ is waiting for you to say Hmm. it's literally it's like god isn't looking down at you when you tell him god i need your help he's not like reluctant in in giving you his hand he's like a loving father that wants to help his child grow. And he, yeah, he's not, he's not just sitting there waiting for you in like embarrassment or annoyance that, that you're not turning to him so soon. It's like the quicker you realize that the Christian life is impossible the quicker your your true growth in Christ begins. And so I think the reason in Western culture, Christianity is so, it's so shallow is because we've been very privileged with what we have here. Mm-hmm. It's so comfortable in America. And Jesus calls us to give up all of our comfort for him. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a hard topic, but it's very true. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I get so much in the mindset of like, oh, I'm fine. You know, it's like Jesus, me, woo. But I have to realize constantly that like, I don't deserve this and this walk truly is impossible without the Lord and he needs to be my everything. And I truly believe like to wrap everything up, you truly do find joy and despair by the Lord being your all. And, you know, like I brought up how the Psalmist there in the beginning, um, they do just praise the Lord at pretty much the end of every Psalm. And they're just saying, yet I will praise you or yet I will focus on you or whatever. I think that truly is the goal is, you know, you will find joy when you are looking at Christ 
because that's the gift. That's the fruit that he wants to give to you. So I, uh, yeah, I just really appreciate you being authentic and being real and just sharing, you know, your struggles, but also how you're finding joy in these moments. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. I have a few questions about Bible school. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Just because like, I feel like there's been a lot of people who've been asking me how my experience is at Bible school, but I thought it'd be really cool to also share my friend's experiences as well. Um, And just a backstory, Joel has been here to Ravencrest two years in a row. Um, He was a first year student last year, but then Ravencrest also has this thing called LTC, um, which is a second year student. So you can expand on that too. But what has been like the greatest thing at Bible school and what has been the hardest thing at Bible school? The greatest thing here at Bible school, I think, has been the challenge and God revealing himself through that challenge. I wasn't expecting to be challenged last year at all. (laughs) I was just, I was coming, I'm like, well, I feel God's leading me here. So it's going to be a really, you know, mountaintop experience and what it, turned out to be was like literally literally the darkest time in my life Mm. and yeah I've never been so depressed Mm. but it was through that where God flipped me upside down and showed me who he really is and it was such a beautifully strange hard very good moment to learn that and when I felt like he was calling me back to do a leadership training course here. Here, that's what LTC stands for. Um, I was quite terrified. I didn't feel like I was built to be um, a spiritual leader at all because of how young I feel in my faith. But God has humbled me a lot because it's not me who's a spiritual leader. It's Christ in me and yeah I think God revealing himself to me for the what for what feels like the first time was definitely the best part of Bible school and just all the crazy relationships and God helping me open up to people because when I came here this last year it was the very first time I've ever like started opening up to people and being real and it's like, I don't want to be fake ever again. And yeah, I think, was the worst part you said? Yeah. The worst part? Um, I mean, the mountains are beautiful and stuff, <laughs> but it makes the weather horrible. Oh, yeah. Like, I was so excited to see the sun out today. <laughs> and it's like 30 degrees and windy or something. And... And I like getting vitamin D naturally because it just makes me a happier person. But (laughs) I would have to say that's the worst part. I mean, (laughs) the mountains are beautiful, but I just want to wear shorts and a t-shirt in April. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. It'll be summer soon. There you go. Yeah, by the way, I like the vibe that you have right now. Jean jacket and shorts. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) And my sketcher slip-ons. Nice. It's so random. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. 
Okay, last question. What's it like being a second year student at Ravencrest? Dun dun dun. <laughs> it's very it was very intimidating at first. This is just like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be the spiritual leaders of the student body. Oh my <laughs> gosh, like that's so terrifying. I can't slip up. I can't say anything bad. I can't Aww. be sad. I can't, you know, like all these things were like kind of like lies filling my head when the first year students started showing up. I was like, why am I why am I like this? Why am I succumbing to the pressures? It's like being a spiritual leader doesn't mean that I have to be outgoing and I have to be perfect. All, all I'm being called to do is abide in Christ. And if I, if I truly abide in Christ, he will make me the spiritual leader that I'm meant to be. Mm. Um, another thing, um, it's kind of lonely because um, we don't, we don't have like any of the same classes with the first years. And so with that being the case, um, we don't get a lot of hours with the first years. I mean, we, we, we sleep in the same rooms, like, but yeah, it's, it's difficult in that aspect. But on the other hand, there's only three other um, LTC students this year with me and we've all gotten way close throughout this entire year. And it's been very good. Just having that, just having these close times with each other um, in classes and having like a lecturer come in and he's just with four students and it's like a, <laughs> it's more of a discussion rather than a lecture. And it's like really good. Mm. Um, but it's a little bit, yeah, it's pressuring, but it's also very sanctifying because you, because we don't have any actual authority over anyone. But because we're LTC students, the first year students have like automatically like looked up to us in a way. And so it humbled me to know that like these people actually look up to someone like me. It's like if they actually knew me, they wouldn't. Hmm. But once you surrender that to God he will be the leader through you that you need to be. And yeah, it's, it's very good. I think this LTC year has been extremely beneficial, but I've been challenged with things that I never thought I'd be challenged with this year. And so, yeah, that's why I'm in the situation I'm in right now, but it's, it's been very good. Awesome. I forgot one last thing. Um, Joel makes music. Uh-oh. Yeah. And it is pretty fantastic. Um, I've actually sent it to a few of my friends who make music as well. Let's and go. they're all like, yeah, that's super dope. So would you like to tell the people where they can find your music? You can find my music on most, if not almost all, music platforms. My uh, artist name is Cheney without the vowels. So C-H-N-Y. N as in no. <laughs> but my songs are Close Call and The Other Side. Close Call is about a girl I used to like. And The Other Side is um, kind of like my spiritual journey. 
but I don't really mention God until like the second verse. When I say to you, I'm like, I'm like talking to God, not a girl. So if you end up listening to that song, like just imagine God, <laughs> but it's, it's very, I, I like that song a lot. So if you like it, maybe send it to your friends. Sweet. There you go. All right, Joel, thank you so much for spending time here yeah. in the car talking to me and yeah, just taking time out of your day to do this. Appreciate it. Was a it. pleasure. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, Joel Cheney, everyone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See y'all next week.